everyone. Welcome back to the unedited me. I'm Sabrina. And today I have the lovely Sarah Shreves here. She is a photographer, coach, and consultant based in San Diego, California, the place of my heart and dreams. Uh, <laughs> and I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you for being a part of this video podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I love your vision for it. And I love anything unedited, especially as a photographer. It's a, it's an important concept <laughs> when I'm so used to half of my job is editing. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, even me, um, I've been getting into photography as well. Uh, and I do have like a photography Instagram. Um, I'm collaborating with people, which I'm like, this is just new for me. And when we first met, I was not in photography whatsoever. Um, and the amount of editing that goes into photography, I had no idea how much time and effort went into doing that. <laughs> I just, yeah. Or, e or even the pre-production, depending on what kind of, you know, work you're doing. I just did this shoot where most of the work was all pre-production just to get to the day of a shooting. And then we kind of had it mapped out and then the editing was really simple, you know, whereas sometimes, yeah, it's heavy on the editing. Yeah. Either way. It's fun though. Definitely. Definitely. I think especially for me, I edit um, a lot of men's faces and they often like mm. want their blemishes taken away. I, I don't want to say the other word because they, people are like so grossed <laughs> out by the other word and I'm like, whatever, it's a pimple, but <laughs> I said it y'all. I said it. <laughs> uh, Is that but, like a bad word? Pimple? I don't know, like YouTubers, they pimple, like pimple. don't, I know, but they don't like hearing that word at all. It's like the funniest thing. So they're like blemish or it's a trigger maybe yeah. for the teen, <laughs> teen community, 12 year old yeah. Sarah. Exactly. It could exactly. be. Absolutely. So I, I do edit a lot and there's just something so pure about not editing something. Obviously this is an edited podcast <laughs> in, in a certain way there will be editing, uh, but but you know, the whole, the whole drive and whole feel for this is that I want to get to people's hearts and I want to see what drives people. And I want to just show off people to the world, to be honest, because I care so much about other creatives and other people who are really trying to do their best possible to, you know, make it, even if it's making it for three people in front of you or for yourself. Uh, or for, you know, a community of a lot of people that follow you or whatever it may be. Um, I want to show those people off because it like, why not? You're doing an amazing work, amazing job. And uh, that's my heart. So, um, so yeah, Sarah, <laughs> let's talk about what you do because, you know, this is, mm. uh, this is a really important part of, I think, our, the way that we live and, the what you do has like impacted my life in in a level that mm. that has changed me it really has changed me and just literally just by having our conversations together and and seeing your posts and reading what you have to say what you have to say and your videos mm. have has changed the way that I look at my you know every quarter of my life mm. so Hmm. Maybe you. Yeah. Can what is that changing? I'm curious. What? Yeah. So then, what's actually changing? Like, what shifts have you seen? So what we're talking about is, you know, seasonal living, and in implementing that, and in being careful to the seasons and to what each season brings, 
has helped me to, you know, look inward sometimes. There are, there are seasons where I look inward more. There are seasons where I'm more outside and I'm, and I'm doing things outside and I'm filling my life with, you know, like, I know it's like the simplest things, but like looking at, at trees bud because spring is coming or, or just taking a walk and like seeing the trees, the, the leaves fall from the trees and, and embracing that and, and allowing that to fill my life or taking like a slow moment and just say, Hey, like, how's your heart doing right now in the winter seasons? And just sitting with myself and taking taking time to understand what my emotions are going through and and what I'm living with, within each season. And it has helped me to slow down and it has helped me to also have fun. Um, and I, I've been noticing a difference since I've been implementing what you talk about. And so maybe you would just explain how you got into seasonal living and, and what that looks like and how to implement that. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love hearing that. And I actually was flipping through some posts and saw like some photos that you had posted about winter. And obviously those of you that are in Quebec know winter a little bit um, more intimately in some ways than I do in California. Um, yeah, I, I did grow up in a place where seasons are not super prevalent. In fact, I think people joke that California is like seasonless. Um, so I think it first came probably from a desire to experience something that I didn't actually grow up with or didn't realize I was growing up with, wasn't brought to my attention um, as loudly as it is in, in other parts of the world. Um, but there was a part of me that knew just on a core human level that there was a cyclical nature, that there was a rhythmic cadence, song, poem happening in creation that I wanted to be a part of. I think it's as simple as that. As an artist, I think I wanted to find how I fit into that. Um, I knew that I'm not separate from the world outside of me and it's also within me. And I think I was seeking just a greater connection. Um, or even as most artists do, we're always looking for beauty. We're like always on the hunt. So I think there was an element of how do I find that as well as I can, I can tend to live in extremes or deprivations and that's a part of my journey and unhealth. <laughs> um, and the seasons became a really beautiful grounding map to know that there really is a season for everything. Um, and I can go without for a season to know that it's going to come around, right? The year is in some people talk about it like a wheel. We move around the year like a wheel. And so for me, it also became a practice of almost that balance of feasting and fasting where the formation of my soul needed practices and invitations and concepts to say, you don't need it all right now. <laughs> Let's be present and it will come, right? Or in the other way, let's let that go 
and we'll revisit it later if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. It does. And it's just when you talk about it, it like it almost like makes me just feel so peaceful. <laughs> it's so it like- does. <laughs> yeah, because there's yeah, there's a groundedness. Mm-hmm. Um I remember I remember actually at the beginning of the pandemic, I had this really powerful vision. I don't know if it was like an open vision or dream or something, some sensation. (laughs) And I saw this giant tree and she, you know, had deep roots and almost in this like mystical conversation that I was having with her at the beginning of, you know, the world falling apart and a lot of people not knowing what, you know, what's going on. I felt like the tree said, I've been here, we've been here before and we'll be here again. Almost this like, again, that cyclical nature of at the end of the day, life and death, it kind of comes and it goes. And I, I don't know, there's a lot of wisdom in the seasons. There's a lot of wisdom in nature that if we would, like you said, slow down, listen, observe, we, we can bring that into our life and it brings a lot of peace. It does. It does. I've noticed that just in like, in taking, you know, times of of walking in nature or, or of embracing, even if I don't like it, embracing the snow, um, embracing the cold <laughs> as much as I can. Um, yes. there's like the other day, which is so surprising for me. Um, I was out in, in the snow, we were like taking a drive and I was looking at the snow and I was thinking there's something beautiful about, about winter. And like, that's like the first time in a long time that I thought <laughs> to be really honest with you, but you've resisted winter or you have not embraced it. Both, both. both, Mm, both. mm -hmm. Um, I, I always say like my, my blood was made for California. Um, and (laughs) since I came back from (laughs) California that like my body just has never reestablished to Quebec living. It's my way of like half being in California, (laughs) but I think that there's something beautiful about grounding yourself in where you're at. And obviously that's something that I so wanted to not do for so long. I think it's been, you know, it's been almost pretty much six years since I haven't been in California living there. And, and this year I'm looking outside and I'm like, Hey, like there's something beautiful about, about winter, regardless of how cold it is and, and how we can go through just a time of sometimes even like feelings of, of anxiety, of sadness, of, of depression almost because of just the nature of being inside. Obviously with COVID, it's not, it's not easy. So we're often inside. And, and I found myself, you know, noticing that and, and being surprised, but also being so thankful that through this journey of contemplative um, thinking and, and just being connected with nature and being connected with what's going on around me that I was able to come to that conclusion. And it, it, it's something that I'm, I'm actually surprised by in my life that I I'm actually at that point now. And, um, I think it goes back to that word embrace, right. And that lends itself to this picture of a close encircling, 
um, with the, with your arms and your chest, which is very physical, which is very, um, it's a sign of affection, right? So if you're choosing to embrace the seasons or embrace winter, maybe something you're not used to embracing, (laughs) usually, you know, pushing it away and hoping it gone or the fears, anxieties, right? It's more, it's moving towards acceptance. It's moving towards, I'm not going to resist this. This is reality. I'm going to, I'm going to look at it. I'm going to notice it. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to live in it. Um, or I, I almost like to think of it as like, we hold it then tenderly, right? So if, if there's someone that we want to embrace, right, we're holding them tenderly and, and kindly and graciously and with gratitude usually. So I think the seasons, yeah, invite us into that type of conversation with where we are presently, which, yeah, because of the pandemic can be shitty, or seasonal um, affective disorder, especially, right? People are coming out of depression or deep anxiety and real, real fears, valid fears, absolutely. Um, But instead of numbing out, instead of checking out, you know, for me, it's fantasy, fantasy, get me out of this, get me out, because this is too painful, right? Um, And it instead says, no, I am going to face these fears or feelings of isolation. I'm going to face these, um, these desolations. Yeah. I'm going to face these, uh, this abandonment, right? A lot of us feel so abandoned right now. We're so, um, yeah, that, that isolation, which is very reminiscent even of winter, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is desolate. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is cold. It is dark. Yeah. Um, so instead of, again, rejecting that we can embrace it and no spring will come. We're not there yet, but spring will definitely come. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's just, there's just this, when you say the, when you say all that, it just makes me think like when we do apply that to our lives, how much better can our lives be? when we actually take attention to the world around us, whether that, whether that's, you know, nature or that's the community around us, our family, um, all sorts of things, even the world inside of us, our hearts, our minds, uh, our bodies, how we, how we feed ourselves, all of that. Uh, when we take attention to that, how much better and how much more enriched is our life than just hustling all the time and just trying to make it like, you know, everyone is trying to do at this point. Like there's, there's countless of YouTube videos about, about how, how to make it like, and. Oh yeah. We are bombarded with do more, buy more, Mm -hmm. create more. Yeah. That, that hamster wheel. And I think most people are exhausted. They're tired Mm -hmm. and winter and me, and I'm going to give you permission. This is permission slip to stop, to rest Mm -hmm. that again, we're not transitioned out of winter yet. So the present invitation today is to rest, Yeah, is to continue to stay still, uh, to continue to hibernate as long as you need to. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's okay to start dreaming about maybe new projects or ideas or concepts to plan for those. This is a great time to plan for those, to start, you know, all those ideation conversations but you don't need to move towards it running. 
be walking or, you know, like when you slowly wake up in the morning, it's kind of that like, oh, take your time. That's where we are right now. You're slowly waking up. The days are getting a little bit longer. So be gentle. How, how are we able to connect with the seasons more if we've never done that before? It's hmm. a great question. Um, I do think a, a big part of the initial invitation for me was like you keep referencing walks in nature, noticing, becoming aware. Um, it's a lot of the sensory mm. input and not forsaking that, right? So what do you smell? What do you taste? What do you feel? Um, all those senses that we have beginning to notice what, what are those sensations like, right? So it's icy, it's cold. What is that sensation to even walk near the snow or on the snow, <laughs> right? Um, watching the light, all those things. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a practice of noticing, and like you keep referencing um, a contemplative way. And con contemplative really just means like noticing with intention yeah. um, or involving or expressing um, with prolonged attention or prolonged thought, right? So I'm going to just stay here a little bit longer than I normally would. <laughs> Or I'm going to linger a little bit longer in this moment, mm. you know, or in this conversation or in this extension of my arm in this dance move a little bit longer mm. um, for the sake of communion with yourself, with God, with the world, with others. For the it's really for the sake of that formation of our souls, ultimately, right? Like contemplative life really came about when the concept of prayer started becoming really religious and really like Santa Claus, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. It kind of lost its like rooted richness. And so this concept of contemplative came around to, to help people recommit to this way of communion, of connection, of attention, um, that ultimately is actually changing how you consciously move through the world. Mm. So you would know someone actually is practicing these contemplative things yeah. based on the fruit of their life or your experience with them. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. It does make sense. And I'm wondering, you know, we, we've talked a lot about winter. We talked a lot about, you know, going in nature and all that. How, how do you do that when you don't have, you know, the visible winter that I have? How do you do mm. that when you live in a place like California or you live in a place like Florida, for example, or yeah. Hawaii, yes. you know, when you don't even want to contemplate about nothing, you just <laughs> want to look at the sky and the sea and the ocean. Like you just, <laughs> well, it is still happening. It's just more subtle. Um, and yeah, I mean, you've got you've got the seasonal shifts that are more dramatic geographically. 
but the the core tenants are still happening and they are even happening if you have not noticed them. So the invitation again would be to begin to notice. Yeah. Um, this tree out literally out my window, it still has maybe like half of its green leaves. So it's not fully bare, but that just might be the variety or that just might be that type of plant, that type of tree that doesn't fully lose all its leaves. Right. Or there's a lot in California that don't leave, don't lose them at all. But just because a tree isn't, you know, visibly losing its leaves doesn't mean that process isn't happening and that perhaps, you know, that energy isn't also shifted. Um, I mean, to kind of take it out of this nature conversation, a lot of the seasonal living, you also have influenced uh, for me through traditional Chinese medicine or Ayurvedic medicine, which is kind of the lifestyle version of, of yoga. Um, and a lot of these more Eastern, very ancient concepts where the cultures were agricultural. So they were just more connected to the crops because they had to be, uh, were just so disconnected. Um, but a lot of those teachings, again, are helpful with the seasonal conversation. Um, and, and they actually rebalance, right. Our nervous system, uh, choosing to eat at least right now in winter, like I'm doing soups all the time. Those are really grounding. Um, those are really like, we need kind of that heavy, good type of, you know, type of nourishment right now. Um, where then we move into spring and I'm going to maybe eat a few more salads or green juices or more raw things, right? Whereas in winter, I'm still doing a lot of warm. I'm doing oats and uh, things that are slow cooked. Whereas again, in spring, I'm going to maybe chop things up and kind of saute them really quickly. Um, so even how I, how I cook in the kitchen and how I eat is shifting. Um, and again, all of that is rooted in a lot of ancient, more Eastern concepts. We've just gotten so disconnected yeah, <laughs> in, totally. yeah. in, uh, in the Western world from yeah, these haven't. very simple, they're very simple. They make sense. They they're very logical yes, yeah. <laughs> ways of moving through, yeah. through the year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when, when we do think of taking a time of, looking in inward and, and contemplative. I keep saying that, but you know, which is winter. That's, I mean, winter is the most inward focused season, yeah. right? Again, a part of the wheel. This is yeah. the most inward. Mm -hmm. The rest of the year, we are going to be moving maybe to more balance, right? Spring yeah. has a little bit more balance between that light, night and day, light and dark. Um, Whereas winter is still pretty much been the darkest yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, and more the most inward uh, or if you're like a yin yang person, it's the most yin, which is feminine, which is flowy more than form. Um, it's, okay. it's down and in yeah, rather than up and out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
how do we apply that to our lives in in um in in the sense of you know looking looking inward and, mm-hmm. and realizing for ourselves that that we are going to apply these things how how do we mm. if we you know if we're just disconnected and you know we wake up go to work eat sleep that's it wake up go to work that's it like how do we apply that into our lives or start integrating that into our lives if we've never done anything like that it's a great question i i think right now again we're still in winter and we're transitioning coming march 20th we'll transition we'll have the spring equinox so continue to move slowly maybe that's a slowness before you send that text maybe it's a slowness in how you eat maybe it's a slowness in how you drive or walk right all these things that you're just naturally doing at a certain pace the invitation I would say is to move slower all of that will give you a greater sense of the sensation of what's actually going on within you and kind of around you. The other thing I would say is um, one of my favorite themes in winter that you could still embrace is to listen, right? So if you think about like a traditional winter scene, the leaves aren't, you're not able to hear the leaves because they've fallen. Yeah. Um, this, the, the ground is covered in snow. So all you're really able to hear it's magnified. Those little sounds become louder. Yeah. So it's a great time to, to listen. Um, again, maybe that looks like eliminating your content coming in, right? So maybe limiting that time with, with books or music, TV, movies, right? So again, mm-hmm. how could you create a sense of my ability to listen, well, sometimes you have to omit the noise, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, it's a great time to listen to your body. How does it feel right after a certain meal mm. or a certain activity or a certain conversation, right? Like, how am I feeling? I'm a little nervous. We're recording. This is, you know, just checking in um, or even noticing your breath. I love that one. How are you breathing? Mm -hmm. Is it short and quick? Can you hear your breath? Is it so light Mm -hmm. that you can't even hear it? What would it sound like if you practice some breath work so you could actually hear your breath? All those are helpful. Yeah, totally. Is, Is this something that you think that should be implemented for a season? Is this something that you think that is helpful to apply only for a season of our lives or forever? So all the examples I just gave you, I would say uh, tend to be around the winter, right? Where we are right now. So engage with those right now, knowing that we'll move into spring and there'll be, there'll be other um, concepts to embrace. Mm -hmm. um, If that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And spring, you know, we're, we're about to get in it soon, hopefully. <laughs> um, 
For my sake, and that's the comment that is everyone says I want where is spring mm-hmm. I need spring to come mm-hmm. and and the invitation right now is to again stay where we are and trust that spring will come mm-hmm. um that spring spring is never the full maturation it's always just the little blooms that begin Um, so again, ease yourself into that new project, ease yourself into that new idea, that new concept. Winter is still inviting us to let go. Mm. The more you can embrace winter's death (laughs) and letting go and shedding you'll have more capacity for all the new projects and ideas and birth and life um, that need to be nurtured in spring. Mm, yeah. yeah, it does make sense. It's, it's a way of viewing the world, which is obviously not um, something that changes overnight. So it's a, it's a conversation that I started maybe 10 years ago and is is still I'm still integrating. Um, wow. But no, it's not the it's not the end all. <laughs> I think it's just a helpful tool. It's a great resource. Um, again, the seasons are going to be there whether we want to notice them and live in rhythm with them. Creation will continue to be powerful and rhythmic and and be a great teacher. Mm-hmm. Do we want to observe it and listen? That's up to us. That is true. That is true. Obviously, I don't think that, you know, I've only been implementing this for the past maybe three years. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel anywhere close to, you know, what you're explaining. Everything you're explaining is like, dang, like I need to be committed. Like, and I want, to, <laughs> I actually want to be now that, you know, we're talking and we're having this mm-hmm. conversation. And it does actually make my heart like beat faster for, for actually for taking more time and for taking more moments like that. Mm-hmm. I, I'd rather them be more prominent in my life than then them just kind of peek in from time to time or, or when I make time for it, <laughs> because that's often how it is. You know, we make time for a little season and then, oh, well, I'm too busy or there's too much going on in our life for, for me to, you know, take, take watch or to, to take time for my heart or to, to know what I'm going through to, or to, you know, to go for a walk and experience spring that's, that's coming. And that's where my downfall has been, especially last year. Last year was obviously, I mean, for everybody, 2020 was not an easy year, but, uh, I remember at one point just, it was at the beginning of our lockdown in, in Quebec. And it was like, I, I don't like walking in the cold. And so I didn't want to walk in like March weather outside. And I, it is okay. It, yeah. And I think that what happened is as I was moving forward into this lockdown that we, you know, we weren't able to go out for three months I I literally was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to commit myself to this because the reality is I cannot 
I can't change the circumstance around me. And so leaning in and taking time for experiencing what I'm going through in my heart and what, you know, the world is going through and what life is like outside and taking deeper times with it rather than just, you know, moving quickly through life. And it helped me so much. I have like journal um, entries from that time of me just expressing, you know, I would like even write day one of quarantine, day four or whatever. And just expressing that, that um, contemplative journey of, of realizing what's going on. And I would take walks with my husband and we would, we would go and we would pray for Montreal because at the time there was like so many people that were, you know, that were getting sick. And it was just, I mean, well, from what we were seeing on the news, at least we don't fully know at this point what's going on um, all the time. But from what we were seeing, there were so many people getting sick and we were just taking time to embrace the outside world and, and pray and take deeper times together, which, you know, we hadn't in like, I think like, four years at getting to that point, we hadn't actually taken that, that time together like that. And so not only was it good for our relationship, but it was good for seasonal living. So yeah, it's, it's definitely helped me. And it's, it's something that I have talked to my friends about and they, they themselves have, have been impacted by small things. You know, I do post on my Instagram sometimes about, about that. And it definitely does change the way you see life and the way that you experience it. Well, and I think there's a mirroring that happens, right? So let's just take, you know, the birds, for example. The birds somehow figure out how to find food. They're not yapping around, you know, worry. I mean, maybe they are, but they don't seem worried. (laughs) They just, they know that, yeah, they're going to look for food. They're going to find it. Same thing with, you know, let's a tree. A tree is not going, who am I? What's, you know, this existential crisis. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's going on in the world? The tree just goes, I'm going to keep growing. Mm -hmm. And there's something about about that in, again, in creation that I think can teach us about what it means to be human too, to go, there's a lot that I don't have control over, especially 2020 didn't teach you that. I don't know what will, right? Um, so, so knowing that there's a, there's a identity that you have that cannot be shaken. I think that that's what the season teach me too. Mm-hmm. Um, that yes, things come and go and change and all this external, you know, motion and movement and chaos, turmoil, mm-hmm. internal turmoil, chaos and fears. But there's something is still growing. Something is still, life is still being had death is still a part of that right um and there is like this foundational assuredness that like they said earlier we've been here before and we'll be here again mm-hmm. yeah and if we can yeah if we can take that i think the trivial things in life or the challenging things 
we can trust that they won't last forever mm-hmm. and that they'll, they're here to teach us. They're here to, to help us grow um, and to remind us who we are uh, and, and what it means yeah, to be human. Yeah. And Sarah, you work with creatives, you work with artists, and you are a photographer as well. Yeah. I'm wondering what it looks like to coach creatives and artists, you know, shifting from the conversation we were having. How does it, how is it to, I'm a creative and I know, I mean, you know how creative brains work. How is it to, to coach creatives and what does that look like? What does that entail? And how do you do that? It's a great question. (laughs) I mean, obviously I built a business. I built something that I needed. Um, I think as creatives, you can have a thousand and one ideas and feel like you're not accomplishing enough Um, or you've got, you know, maybe a business that you're working really hard and you are running a hundred miles an hour and you're maybe not seeing the profit of that. Like I can, I can relate to that with a lot of small business owners and creatives and artists where we know the work is important. We know that the creation is essential um, and we've committed to that. But how do we do that with balance and how do we do that well? And how do we stay healthy (laughs) Um, and stay committed, right? I I think the life of an artist can be very isolating, um, especially if you've chosen to, um, gosh, even just now, right now, I mean, right now, 2020, like everyone is, is so isolated. So I don't think we're meant to, to foster those dreams and those ideas and those projects um, or those shifts that we want to make alone. So as a coach, I just get to walk alongside people as they bravely and courageously shift and make those changes in their life. Um, so for some, it's, it's, it's bringing up a dormant dream that they had 20 years ago and recommitting to it and bringing that film into production, knowing, um, knowing that, that, that that idea, that seed, it just like we've been talking about in nature, it needs good soil. You had to create the atmosphere to plant those good ideas, to plant those concepts. So as creatives, I think we have all these seeds and I, I guess maybe a, a huge part of what I do is I help cultivate that soil so that when they plant it, it actually grows, right? And the soil would be our mindset, our life. You know, do we have all the things that we need, the resources that we need? Are we creating <laughs> the funding that we need, our, the time, the energy, right? Let's get rid of those things, remove those things that are distracting us, that are taking our energy so that we can have and grow these things that we're called to build. Um, and yeah, that would be a lot of the coaching and consulting that I, I, yeah. I just am so honored to do. And so how does it look like if somebody were to, you know, book a consultation, a first consultation, and then want to have a coaching, have you be their coach? What does that look like? I move through things very contemplatively. <laughs> it's a big decision. 
Um, it's a big commitment to yourself to take on any new season, right? Whether that is you're wanting to work on a project on your own or you're wanting to work on it and have the support of a coach mm-hmm. um, or, who, or a therapist, right? All of those are big decisions and they're scary. Um, so I, I move clients through it pretty slowly and mindfully um, so that the decision is you're 100% in. You're either 100% in or you're 100% out. Yeah, yeah, I I work with people who are really committed to themselves um, and the work. And yeah, they're able to create really powerful results because of their commitment to themselves. Mm -hmm. One of my clients, I worked with her for a year. We started with uh, a portrait. And I've done a handful of different portraits with her throughout the years, really. But we started our time with a portrait session. Um, and then I coached, we coached together for a year. So four seasons, which is so powerful. A lot can change in a year. Um, and I mean, beyond like financially, she was able to shift out of all her part-time work and move into full-time her business as an artist, as a singer songwriter. Um, that was a huge, I don't even think that was part of her. I don't know if it was part of her goals, but she did it. (laughs) Um, she also had a, a powerful inner transformation where she realized that she was separating, uh, kind of this external, external persona as a singer songwriter versus her personal, you know, songs and writing. And by the end of our time working together and now her identity is in alignment. So she isn't a separate person on the stage doing her commercial work versus these love songs that she writes. They're the same. They're under the same name and it's her. And she's standing in full identity and full, you know, confidence that this is who I am. Yeah, I'm a chameleon, as most creatives are. We've got all these different dimensions. But she's assured um, that there's a through line. Um, and a lot of the work I did with her, too, it was so powerful, was recommitting to this vision of her as an, as an old lady <laughs> sitting on the porch and what her life in community and family was going to look like. And I mean, she's in her 30s. She's already thinking about that. And so she's no, she knows that her decisions today are going to affect yeah, tomorrow. the generations, yeah. which I think makes the work so valuable to know our decisions, our life have massive significance um, beyond what we can see. So, yeah. Totally. That's beautiful. I love that. As as I've been in a journey of, you know, self-alignment and I did express that to you last year in 2020, I've found myself creating out of a place of myself rather than this external version of myself that I was trying to be. And I've found that that place so much, obviously obviously more authentic because it's me, but just so much more 
real. Like I'm actually creating out of the depths of my heart rather than this surface place that that we can create from sometimes. I think all creatives know what that looks like, creating from this surface area that almost like the the leftovers, like the stuff that's like leftover from from life. And and we're just we take that and we're like, okay, well, we'll use that for a creative, you know, idea or whatever. And I found myself living in that place. And once I started, you know, aligning in who I am and what I see that's coming out of me is so much different than what I was doing. And I think it's important to remember though, like we do, we can only create the life and work and art with what we have at the time. So there has to be grace. There has to be compassion that we share with ourselves to go. I did that with all the tools I had at that time. Yeah. Now I have different tools. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What are some tools that you, you know, if somebody isn't ready to make the the leap to, to have a coach or, but they want certain tools, maybe three or four tools that they could just take in their, in their toolbox and look at sometimes and, you know, reevaluate over their life. Is there, is there something that you, oh my gosh, this is the best question, but I have, I feel like I have like so many tools. I would say before you move into right your spring, which is when you birth, you nurture this new little baby that you have, um, this new, these new little seedlings, which I could say is that project or idea that you have, you have to remain in winter and winter, winter's invitations are to rest, to listen and to plan. So again, I would say, are there areas that you can continue to rest? Let go, chill out. And I know this is, this doesn't sound, this is counterintuitive to, I'm about to launch the thing, but I promise it, there's a, literal science behind it. Um, and then listen again, maybe that's listening to your body. Um, maybe it's doing continued check-ins. Do I have the energy to launch this new thing? Do I have my tools? Do I have the resources? Do I need a coach? Right. Do I have the accountability? Do I have the support? Um, even listening I was about to launch a a group coaching program in February, which I did not do because I listened to myself and she was like, I don't have the energy right now. And so I had to listen to her more than the voice that was like, you better get something out there or else you're going to miss out and you're going to be too late. And the saboteur and the critic who's, always has really mean things to say. (laughs) So I listened to a deeper, more inner voice. Um, So I would say continue to do that, trust that. And that's a skill, especially if we haven't been listening to to her (laughs) or to him. Um, And then plan, like, again, sometimes working with a coach is really helpful for that like legit planning phase. Um, but you can also ask yourself some great questions, um, like 
what, hmm, what will launching this bring in the next few seasons, right? So spring is all about the beginning phase, but the full maturation is really going to come probably in summer or autumn. So in about six additional months. So asking yourself, what am I building that will probably come into full maturation or harvest in autumn, if that makes sense. So always looking, you're looking a little bit further ahead than maybe the immediate, I just have to get this out. Obviously there's a time for that for sure, but it's helpful to be intentional too about what am I really investing in? What am I really putting my energy into? Um, And doing again, a little bit of that planning work. I hope that's helpful. It is. It is. Lastly, what would you say to somebody who has 5 million ideas or who has, you know, <laughs> maybe three really big dreams that they really yeah. desire to build. Yeah. But, you know, they're at work, they're at school, they're, they have, maybe they have kids, a husband, all of that. What does that look like? Like, what would you tell mm. them right now today? This is yeah. what you should do before you jump into that. The first thing that's coming to my mind is is not my idea. I'm pretty sure this is uh, Elizabeth Gilbert's concept. She is an author. Uh, and she actually talks a lot about creativity. And she would call it a creativity trap. So for me, my creativity trap is downstairs. I have all my paints set up. I have got my canvases. I've got the table. It is out in the open. So anytime I walk through that space, it becomes a trap because I can see it and notice it. And it's essentially saying, come (laughs) paint. And the longer I leave it, you know, I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm like not tending to this, you know, practice of painting that I have. So that's a great option. Um, And whatever that looks like for you, right? Maybe you want to dance more, right? Like how could you have imagery or um, something around you? Maybe you have a speaker, you know, out in the open so that you know, oh, I can hook up my phone and play songs so I can do my dancing meditations. Um, I mean, there's so many different ways to to kind of trap (laughs) yourself. one thing that I, I love when, when my clients are kind of like hesitant to like commit to something is to create like a small daily practice. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say every day, um, but you're having some sort of touch point with it. Um, and for me, that would be morning pages. I feel like I preach morning pages, which is like open pages, literal pages, literal pen or pencil. And I am just like free journaling. I'm letting it out. I'm sharing my heart and thoughts. Um, And again, this may not sound like it's creating the exact result, but it's allowing there to be a deeper connection with myself. And some of the best ideas come from my morning pages. Um, Or yeah, a concept of, oh, this is how I could problem solve, or this is what I, you know, this is how I could solve that 
you know, creative issue. Um, a lot of times, again, that slowing down, that becoming aware, all of that. It essentially gets up, gets us, gets us into a space where we have no other option than do than to create. Yeah. But but it's not a negative. You know, you have no <laughs> option. It's it's putting a reminder out to say, hey, like you actually love this. You care about this. This is something that you want to to move towards. You want to bring to life, whether that's a book, a poetry, a video, anything like that. Yep. And it's putting putting something that will remind you in front of you to say, hey, like you actually want to do this rather than, you know, it's so easy to just sit down after a day's work and watch TV or, yeah. you know, pick up our phone and get so drawn into what's going on on the screen. But to see something that reminds us of, hey, like paint right now, this is a good idea. That yeah. went, that is really good. I love that. Um, it is. And I think when you, again, it's all about that balance too, right? You don't, and I am, this is like my story to the T I have had so many unrealistic expectations of my artist and of myself. And I am so mean to her mm. if she like does not produce. And if she can't create, and if she can't like do, 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 I am, I am a really mean like CEO to her. Mm, and I'm like, yes. you better create. Cause we have to make money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so it's also noticing that dialogue. Yeah. Inner dialogue. How are you talking to yourself? How are you treating yourself? Are you self-nurturing? Are you caring about all that self-care stuff? Which it is so valuable because the more value you put into nurturing yourself, you'll have more energy. It You'll naturally, from the overflow, you'll have... Um, yeah, just a, a pure energy um, and aliveness to create from than if, you know, you are constantly shaming yourself for what you didn't do, what you didn't create, or you're too late to the game, right? Those are all lies. Those are, those are not helpful. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. Well, I really hope that, you know, whoever is watching this, if you're creative or you're just somebody... I believe everybody is a creative to be yes. honest. Yes. Um, or you're somebody who hasn't discovered their creativity in their full in their full full potential yet. Or you're, you know, you don't even consider yourself as a creative person. I hope that this touches you and and that you would find uh, maybe at least one one thing uh, that you could do to, you know, take time for yourself, take time for um, embracing nature, embracing community in front of you. Uh, you have on your website, I'm looking at it right now, which I'm super in love. It says, be well, create well. And I think that this is such a good thing just to end on, just to say that when we are well in our hearts, in our minds, we are able to create well, whether that's, you know, creating at our job that's, that doesn't seem like a creative job or whether that's creating in in our natural creativity, whether that's painting or poetry or whatever, dancing, I think that that alignment really does show a difference in our lives. So if you can be well, then you can create well. So yeah, I just wanted yeah. to thank you so much, Sarah, for 
being here today and sharing all your knowledge with us and with me, of course. Mm -hmm. So uh, thank you. And thank you guys. We will see each other soon. Yes. Hey guys, I hope you like this week's podcast and I hope that you enjoyed our guest, Sarah. She is so amazing and her heart for explaining what it looks like to live a life of contemplation just honestly invigorates me and makes me so excited to contemplate life and to connect with the world around us uh, even more. And so I hope that it inspired you to connect with the world as well. And just thank you guys for listening in. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And don't be shy to share your thoughts on social media using the hashtag, hashtag the unedited me podcast and tagging me at beloveds key. Thank you guys. And we will catch up in a few weeks.